Hello, friends. This is Derek Kistner, founder and executive director of the Greater Peoria House of Prayer. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Whether you're hearing from me, my wife Mandy, or a trusted leader, it's my hope that it would serve you well in your walk with Jesus. Maybe you're listening at home here in central Illinois, maybe in your vehicle, or even somewhere on the other side of the world. However you're tuning in or wherever you are, it's my prayer that what you hear helps you to love God, His Word, His Spirit, His Church, and the people you interact with each and every day. Thanks again for listening, and may the grace of God fill your heart as you listen to the following message. Uh, Heavenly Father, uh, we're so grateful uh, for this season of time where we uh, think about and contemplate the birth of the Son of God. Lord, it's the one of the, I just can't think of a greater miracle, but it's, one, it's huge. It's, a, it's amazing, Lord. We're so grateful that, that Christ was born, that Christ lived, that he died, that he rose again, that he ascended, that he's coming again, Lord. We're so grateful to be in the family of God uh, with the name of Jesus written in our hearts. And I just pray you'd use these next brief moments, God, to just remind us what this month is all about, Lord. And we pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. I really tried hard to have notes tonight to print off. And of course, my printer took Friday night off because that's what they do. They just, they go home for the weekend. So I'm sorry, but these are on our uh, webpage. If you go to our website, gphop.org, there's a little teachings tab. And then I have the sermon there and there's a little button that says notes. So these are out there. You can look them up on your smartphone or when you're home. But I'll, I'll try better next time to have actual notes. Is it coming through pretty good? You can hear, okay, I'm just going to turn up just slightly. There we go. Perfecto. Okay. Well, I'm a big fan of Christmas. Are you guys big fans of Christmas or are you going to throw tomatoes at me? I'm still debating. Still debating? Okay. Big fans of Christmas, me too. Okay, all right, we're in good company here. Well, I just, real quick before I get into kind of what I'm really focusing on is, you know, we have all these holidays that, you know, we celebrate throughout the year. And, you know, every once in a while, someone's like really down on holidays. Like, well, it's just tradition, blah, blah, blah. What I've come to learn, though, is that what's more attractive than being down on everything is just in the spirit of Christ using each holiday to represent Christ. And so it's kind of easier with Christmas because it's all about Jesus being born. But I would just encourage you, you know, whether it's St. Patrick's Day or Valentine's Day or, you know, whatever it is, is just use that as an opportunity to share your faith or tie it into the gospel. Don't kind of just disappear for a day or a week or a month. Um, you know, if everybody's talking about something, then and our culture goes that direction, then use it as a gospel opportunity. I think one of the hot button uh, holidays is what do you do on Halloween? Well, People show up at our house all night, so maybe we should love them. Maybe we should, you know, so we've done different things on different years. But, you know, just figure out, like, Lord, if there's people coming to my house, obviously you're sending them to my house for a reason. One year we did Bible tracks with the candy and, you know, we offered prayer. So just always be in that attitude of, you know, uh, holidays aren't inherently evil. You know, there's always that guy out there that says Christmas trees are the devil and we renounce that and, you know, but 
Christmas trees are actually amoral. Uh, it's, it's, do you worship it or do you just put it up in your house because it looks cool? You know, it's way different things. And so I have a little bit there on my notes about how, you know, really the ultimate thing is you keep the main thing the main thing, which is Jesus, right? You know, we, we, our culture has all these holidays and traditions. Our family goes with most of them, but we keep Jesus at the center, okay? My kids don't worship Satan on Halloween, <laughs> but, but they wear Halloween clothes. Uh, you know, we don't worship Santa Claus, but I do like Santa Claus, you know, and I, you know, bite the cookie at night and make my... So anyway, that's a whole other story. Uh, but just keep Jesus number one in your heart. And that's kind of the, the thrust of the message tonight is how do we keep Jesus the focal point throughout this, you know, month or two months, I'm in the Christmas spirit. I've been in the Christmas spirit since like November 1st. You know, I'm like playing Christmas music and kids wanted me to put the lights out there right after Halloween. So we've been, we've been doing this for a month, but you know, for this next 25 days ish, how do we keep Jesus number one? How do we keep him in the forefront? I'm just going to do ABC A is for Advent, B is for Bible, C is for compassion. It's going to be real, the ABCs of ensuring Jesus is our focal point throughout this Christmas season. Uh, Real quick, is my head in the screen properly up there? Can you see that? Am I good? Okay, I just want to make sure I wasn't like cut off somewhere. Um, You know what's cool um, is no matter what, tradition you're in as far as your denomination or you know your Lutheran or Wesleyan or whatever you are most of those traditions talk about Advent and so we all kind of talk about it no matter where we go to church or what our background is or whatever this is an interesting time where we all kind of go yeah let's read the Advent devotional and just really quick I just want to say this about Advent it's a word that means coming or arrival. It, it, you know, it's kind of like, what's that? And it really, it's an anticipation of the birth of Christ. And so we, for 25 days or the first four Sundays, you know, leading up to Christmas Day, we anticipate the arrival or the coming of Jesus, who is a baby. But what's interesting, as we as Christians who are going through this Advent season to celebrate the birth of the baby Jesus, also the Bible talks of one day he will come back again. And so Advent as a season of time not only looks forward to, oh, we get to celebrate the baby Jesus again, it's also about we look forward with hope to the time where he comes again as king to rule and reign forever. That's the second advent. And so advent has this sort of dual meaning biblically. And so I have this uh, first little takeaway from point number one, A being advent, is that as Bible-believing Christians, we confess Jesus came 2,000 years ago as a baby, and he's coming again as king. And so as you're, you know, kind of going through this Christmas time and you see the little mangers over there and we've got one downstairs, <laughs> you know, don't just think, oh, cool, he came as a baby. Also think there's another advent, there's another coming or arrival when he, he doesn't come as a little baby anymore. He's full grown king of glory and he will return with power and he will rule and reign forever. And that's good news because he's coming back again to make everything right. 
I mean, we fight right now in prayer to get laws changed and people saved and people discipled and churches growing. We, we battle for that now, but there's coming a day where he comes back and sets it all in order completely. And so as believers, you know, we, we believe that he came 2,000 years ago and we believe that he's with us now by the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, Behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He said that in the uh, last chapter of Matthew. So he, he came once. He's with us by, by the Holy Spirit, and he's coming again one day. So there's this mystery. He came, he's here, he's coming again. And so for the next 20-some-odd days, I just want to challenge you to think about the mystery of, of that. As, as believers, that's, that's what we confess to believe. It's not just a past event where we go, oh, we're so thankful the baby came. Santa, give me presents. You know, it's not just that, but it's a recognition that there is another advent and that he's coming again. Think of those things over the next uh, couple of weeks. I praise God that our that we're not just in the sense of right now, Jesus is with us, but I'm, I'm thankful that forever we're going to get to be with him and that our, our, we're secure now, but we're secure for eternity. I'm, I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful that he has come and that he lived and he died and he, you know, he went to the cross to take away our sins. And I'm thankful for all that, but I'm thankful that he's coming again. I'm thankful that we're going to be with him forever. And so don't just stop. Kind of my point is don't stop looking at the story as like the baby and that was it. There's more to happen. And so Advent looks at all of that. So A is Advent. Let's go to B is for Bible. A is for Advent. B is for Bible. You can tell I got really heady on this one. (laughs) I got really deep. A is for Advent. B is for Bible. If you've uh, listened to any of the things I've shared the last couple weeks, I've been talking about the road to Emmaus. So I talked about that for a couple weeks, and then Mandy shared last Friday. But one of the neatest things that I've just, you know, I've been reading this chapter, Luke 24, for a while. One of the things that Jesus did on the road to Emmaus is he walked up to, he kind of snuck up on the two travelers. They thought he was some stranger. They didn't even know who it was. And he began to share with them from the Bible it says here in verse 27, the things concerning himself. He, he began to preach him. Jesus was preaching Jesus on the road to Emmaus, and something began to happen inside of them where they just began to reconnect with God's plan. And then, you know, toward the end of that story, they like, he was about to keep going. And they're like, no, just come stay with us. And then their eyes were opened, and they're like, it's the Lord. Then he disappears. I mean, what a story. But one of the things we get out of that unique little journey on the road to Emmaus is that if Jesus preached Jesus from every book of the Bible and all the Bible they had was Moses and the prophets, that means that we can find him in all of those books. And so what I want to encourage Jesus being the reason for the season is is look through your, your Bible, especially this month, wherever you're reading, and just begin to see the shadows and the types and the hints and the allusions and the foreshadows. He's all over the Bible. 
He's not just in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, or Book of Revelation. He's in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. There's all these little pointers, you know, foreshadowing this coming Messiah or, oh, what, what did that, you know, that lined up over here. The, the psalmist wrote things that Jesus quoted on the cross. And well, how did that work? And, and so there's so much interesting information that reveals Jesus from Genesis to Revelation. All 66 books of the Bible are ultimately about God, not us, <laughs> God, and specifically they reveal the Son of God. They reveal this plan, this master redemptive plan. And so we don't just go, oh man, I kind of know Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John pretty well, and I'm kind of bored now, but no, no. If you're, if you're bored, then there's so much more to find out about him. And here's the good news. The more we learn about him, the more fascinating he is. The more we love him, the more information we take in in our mind, in our heart, we're like, oh my gosh, like he was good in Matthew, but he's like really good in John and you know, whoa, and then I see him over here. He was the Genesis one God speaking, what? Because that's what John one says. And so we come back over, oh my goodness, he's lived forever. And so we put that all together and that's the Jesus we serve. We don't just serve John 16 or John 3:16 Jesus. We serve the whole Bible Jesus. And so I love John 3:16, God so loved the world, awesome. But he's also book of Revelation, Genesis, you know, Isaiah, Jeremiah, all everything that was ever said about him in those scriptures, that's the real Jesus. That's the one we serve. And so my point being spend time in scripture rediscover who he is and know that there's so much more information than we ever thought. And if Jesus could go back to the Old Testament and find all these places where he was talked about, then we can go find that as well. I think sometimes we, you know, we kind of go, yeah, I've read a little bit of the Bible, you know, whatever. Oh, there's so much. And I tell you, the more I study the Bible, the more I read it, the more I just find new connections and new insights. And it just, it really is like a living book. Like, like the Holy Spirit moves on it when we study it. And just like, so you remember in the story, they were kind of sad and they were confused. Like, I thought he was going to redeem Israel, but then he died. And like, what's happening? Just, just like he, it says he revealed so it says he taught them or he expounded to them the scriptures concerning himself. And at the end of the story, they said, did not our heart burn within us when he talked with us on the road? And so if you want to get your heart on fire again, let Jesus teach you Jesus in the scriptures. I mean, that's the method he used. It's like, how do I get on fire for God again? Well, find Jesus in the Bible again. And, and find him in new ways, find him in new places, find him, he's all over that Bible. And, and so just that's how he, you know, it's, I kind of see myself in the story. I kind of just wandering down the road and kind of like, oh, I thought stuff was going to happen and it didn't. What do I do? And the stranger sneaks up and says, let me preach Jesus to you for a while. And, Ooh, I feel, feel something again. And that's what we need again and again. We need the steady diet of Jesus over and over. Some people, some people are like, well, I, don't, I don't need that. I just, you know, I want, you know, I want exciting things. And no, that's exciting. Jesus will get your heart on fire more than any other person or thing. I don't care who your favorite speaker is. If Jesus teaches you Jesus, your heart will be on fire. Now, we need other preachers. 
we need other sermons, we need so many other resources, but I tell you, lock into discovering the Son of God over and over again, because here's the thing, there is no end to him. He is like space, there's just no end. You look out there and there's just no end. He is unlimited and so there's only more depths there's only more heights there's only more width and breadth he is so big and keep discovering his love for you his patience his gentleness just discover more and more of him amen let's go to c c is for compassion how do we keep jesus as the reason for the season we stay focused on being like jesus toward others you know, Christmas can kind of feel like it's this time of year where we just get things, you know, and we just, I hope people buy me gifts and give me money. And, and that's, that's kind of cool. You know, it's cool to get things and that's part of it. But I tell you, it really goes to a fun level where we begin to give out and we begin to focus on people going, you know what, that person's in need. Let's shower them with help. Or, you know, I don't even know if that elderly person over there is even going to get a phone call for these holidays and I'll, I'll focus on help them and so what are ways that you can begin to you know make Jesus central by by kind of pointing the arrow outward and extending that compassion he's had on you toward others you know think I'm thinking of people who are in need or people who are elderly or they're infirm or they're sick or they're hospitalized or you know, they're at home and, or the person that no one's thinking of or the person that's in the back of the church that just never says anything. You know, can we open our eyes a little to find the people that Jesus would find and can we bless them and help them? Uh, that's what Jesus would do. You know, Jesus would help these people. And I think, you know, there's, there's always someone that we just hear about or is in our life or, you know, some way it's like, yeah, let's help them. Let's make this time of year special. Uh, I'm going to just brag on my little boy, Joshua, just for a minute. I just remembered this. Um, you know, this this is just kind of a, not not along the same vein, but just kind of illustrates this a little bit. So we had this little, Mandy bought this little knickknack. It was a little Christmas thing and put it in our house and Joshua saw it and said, uh, hey, mom and dad, like I saw that thing you bought. I really think my teacher would like it. Can I give it to my teacher? And we're like, what? You know, that's, we kind of bought it for our house. And, uh, but we're like, yeah, go, go ahead. And so Joshua gives it to his teacher and in our teacher gets back to us or his teacher responded and said, that gift so moved me. Uh, I told Joshua to sign the back of it, put his name in the year, and she said, every Christmas when I get that out, I'm going to pray for Joshua because he's so sweet to think of me. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like that, he could be getting prayer for years for doing that, you know, like what a guy. And I just think, you know, one little thought can set things in motion. One little gesture can shift things, and it's like, my, you give us these kids to do things to remind us of like, oh yeah, it's that simple. Like we don't have to solve world hunger to help the needy. We can go help one hungry person or we can, you know, go give one little gift and or do one little thing. I just saw a uh, really cool video. You guys all know The Rock, the actor The Rock. 
um, he did this thing recently where he heard a guy's story, happens to be a believer who uh, is really focused on helping at church and, and helping uh, women who've been trafficked and you know, just all kinds of stuff. He's a Navy veteran. Just the guy's amazing. You got to give him a brand new truck. Yes. You stole my punchline, man. Come on. No. So, you know, The Rock, he comes up to this guy and he surprises him in a movie theater and he just he says, hey, you've been doing all this work. You know, I, I want I want to give you something. And, you know, he gave him a card and the guy opens the card and the card says, this is your truck now. And it was The Rock's personal truck that he gave to this guy. It is just the coolest video. Just check it out on Instagram or something. But, you know, I can't give trucks away and you probably can't, you know. But just, it was like, it made this guy's day, week, month, year in life probably, you know, for him to just take a little bit of his time to do something kind. And, and so what are some ways that we could show the compassion of Jesus um, what are some ways that we could, again, it could be as simple as a phone call. Um, when I was younger, I, uh, I, in a past life, I call it, I played hockey in various places. And uh, this is before I went to college. It's called junior hockey. I was playing it for a team in uh, the Cleveland area, and I was put up in a home there. And across the street was this elderly lady. And God was really wrecking me in that season. And I just, you know, I was getting lit up for the Lord. It was right when I got saved. And he just put in me this heart for like the elderly. And of course, I grew up, my mom worked in a nursing home. So I kind of, you know, that that was already kind of part of my DNA. But I remember going to her house. This is across the street from where I was staying. And the family I was staying with is like, why do you even bother with that lady? I'm like, you know, because it's nice to do. But I remember sitting in her living room and she would say to me things like, you know, no one else visits me. Like, you're the only one. This is an old lady. There's no one to visit her ever. And I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, like, and she would tell me stories and, you know, say, I so look forward to when you come over. And I'm thinking, I'm just little me, you know, but we have no idea how alone some people are for real. We have no idea that how many elderly folks just are at home by themselves and no one visits them. No one calls them. We have no idea the needs that are out there. And if we would just make one little step, and, and again, we're, we're in kind of a self-serving, selfish society. It's get, get, get. Christmas is about me and everything's about me. Oh, we need to step out of that little shell and go, you know what? Maybe there's other people out there who we could help and bless. And, you know, I'm thinking of particular people, but maybe there's someone that you know. Um, Maybe, you know, by where you live or, you know, someone that you could send a gift card to or just whatever. Let's make this Christmas time a time where we think of others. And you just never know. Maybe that could have an effect like kind of Joshua had on his teacher, you know, to set something in motion that could, you know, do something in many other lives or, you know, happen for years and years, have an effect. Um, just so proud of my son for doing that. And he is such a thoughtful guy. But uh, that, that's just what I wanted to share tonight. Nothing too long, nothing too special. The ABCs of keep, just keeping it all about him. Uh, Advent Bible. Advent Bible and compassion. No, that's just the warm up. The real message is, no, I'm just messing. Just wanted to keep it short and sweet tonight. Um, but yeah, just remember, contemplate that mystery of Advent. He came, he's with us, he's coming. 
read the scriptures. Can't, I can't, I just can't overstate. If you fall in love with Jesus in the Bible, oh my goodness, it just, it helps in so many other areas. And then let's take all of that contemplation and reading and let's put feet on it. I mean, shoes on those feet and take it out and touch real people. Uh, I don't want to just have a cerebral kind of inward spirituality. I, w- I want to have that Jesus kind of religion where it's it's in me and it gets out of me. You know what I'm saying? You know, I don't want to be, I, I want to be, you know, we're all theological in one sense, but I don't want it to just stay there. I want it to get out and touch real people in need. Amen. For more messages like this one, please visit our online teaching library at gphop.org teachings. If you found this free material helpful in your walk with God, please prayerfully consider a generous donation. To give, please visit gphop.org donate. That's gphop.org donate. Thank you, and may the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you today.